Hey yo, all aboard and welcome, it's about to be on Grab a couple of cones, cause we about to be gone To the Caribbean, seven days and eight nights Got the crew coming heavy, but we all packing light Yeah, we always be booked, we got our drinks in the sky From New York City to the USBI Is that a full margarita, man? Finish it up Cause we about to run the beer like Forrest Gump Finding pockets on the Lido, she ain't gotta be a 10 Cause we did the things, and we'll do them again Tonight's the white party, but we blacking it out Cause we got the drink pack and we're maxing it out Everybody come on I said sound that horn Cause we gotta get away To where the boat leaves from Yeah All aboard and welcome ladies and gentlemen To the Always Be Booked Cruise Cast Show Coming to you not quite live From Hewlett, New York, USA I'm your host I go by the name of Tommy Casabona, and what I've been trying to do for you since 2016 is give you a little bit of that cruise entertainment, a little bit of distraction to your day. I keep telling you it's uh, the ICE method. I try to connect. Well, what's the I first? Inform, connect, and entertain. If we're hitting on those three things, we're doing okay. I would like you to be a part of a few things, though. I would like you to be a part of my Facebook community, which is the Always Be Booked Cruise and Travel Lounge, where we have a nice little time. We intro everybody, bring everybody in, and we uh, we get the party started. We share pictures. We share ideas. We share jokes. We share questions, answers. You name it. That's what goes on. Well, this is what I wish, guys. Here's what I want uh, I don't know. We're at a weird time. We're at a, you know, we're at a pivotal point in this cruising restart, right? I think we are um, hearing more and more about, uh, about 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 cases increasing, more and more about cases on ships, different variants that are happening now. I don't know. Like I feel like this. If this is going to happen, we know that this is going to happen during the winter months. I don't know how it ends. I don't know if it gets out of control. Now, I know they're doing certain things in uh, local municipalities. You know, you're hearing about schools closing again. You're hearing about certain things happening. Now, we're right on the prefaces of whether or not, you know, what's going to happen with cruising. Is somebody going to step in? I like our chances. Now, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I do like our chances of making it through this thing. Now, without having any significant uh, stoppages. Because, again, that was just a whole wacky thing. And I think uh, this 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 virus, this coronavirus and its many variants are just proving to be part of society. And you're going to find them on cruise ships. I just, I really do wish we would just stop... Uh, you know, what do we got to do? Like every time there's, uh, you know, again, us as cruisers and the community, it's it's we don't have to. It, there has to be a time when we stop reporting on new cases, new mini outbreaks. I don't know what you want to call an outbreak, whatever it is. But, you know, we know you go on a cruise ship, you know, every like how many people have coronavirus, right? How, how many people have COVID-19? How many people have the variants? You know, if you're in a room full of a thousand people, there's a chance two or three people are going to have it out of those thousand, right? That's just law of averages. So when you put 2,000 people on a cruise ship, there's a chance that somebody's going to get it, especially, well, 2,000, 3,000, depending upon if you're counting the crew or not, you know? 
I just want these things to be non-stories. You know, if they end up being, you know, in the 50s, 50 people on a cruise ship, I get it. Let's do that. You know, you know, we should we should we should put that up. But 10, 15 people, you know, that's just, you know, kind of it's kind of a microcosm of what society is. So, you know, let's there's so much more positive things to talk about when we talk about cruising than to really just highlight every time a couple of people get coronavirus, COVID-19, Omarion, uh, Usher, whatever, Omarikan, whatever you want to, whatever, you know, R. Kelly. I shouldn't say R. Kelly, right? R. Kelly was canceled. Uh, that's all I'm going to say. Like, let's just, you know, okay. Oh, shoot. More... I don't want to spread this info so much because people take it and run with it. So that's just what my hope is, is that as a community, as bloggers, as writers, as podcasters, as YouTubers, we don't necessarily feed into the whole, okay, uh, let's, if it bleeds, it leads and let's put it out there because let's be honest, we are kind of uh, mother effing all the people that do that. So, you know. I, I see a lot of that going on where we're just going to, uh, you know, we're going to vilify the mainstream media for harassing the cruise industry. And that's what the video content is about. But then the thumbnail and the headline is doing exactly what the mainstream media is. Well, I got to get the views. I get that. But, you know, you're just you know what you're doing. You're putting the headline as huge outbreak but and you think because you know whatever it's 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 meant to be tongue in cheek because you're going to explain the tongue in cheekness of it in the actual body of the work but you're still putting us at a disservice you're putting the industry in a disservice when you headline and when you lead with the fact that another outbreak you know what i mean you're being part of what we despise and we've been talking about for 10 years about how, oh, wow, the media loves to jump on the, uh, the, 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 I guess, the issues that go on with the cruise industry. Resist. Resist the temptation to get that extra five, ten thousand views by putting it up there that, you know, you're giving the cruise haters what they want. It's amazing too, and I get it. People are out there. We got to make a living, and I just hate. I I don't know if I hate the player or if I hate the game, because you started seeing that slew of things about negativity, uh, things I didn't love about this cruise, things I hated about this cruise. And kudos to the YouTubers out there because they're staying up on what the uh, you know they're doing their due diligence. They're finding out. They're looking into the algorithms. They're educating themselves and finding out that hey, YouTube is more. Um, they're, they're, they're promoting the negativity more than they are the positivity. So let's use that data, get some more views. That I'm not as, it's annoying. Of course it's annoying. You know what I mean? It's all it's all kind of being clickbaity. But I can live with that. I can live with that. But don't make a anti-industry headline and thumbnail when, you know, I get it, you're going to say and you're going to explain in your video that it's, you know, that was not, I'm just turning it around. I'm, I'm turning the plane around. I'm telling you what I really mean. The, you're still putting that headline up there and it's still doing a disservice to the industry. But I just, in general, I think that we have to, 
we have to just kind of live with this thing for now. And yeah, of course, if it comes a time where every time a cruise ship goes out, there's 50, 100 cases and it's getting out of control. Yes, there may come a time where we do have to relook at it. We may have to take a step back, look at the data. Are we being safe enough? Are we doing the right thing? Should we take a pause again, which we don't want to pause because last time we got a pause, we thought the pause was going to be for a month, maybe ended up being a year and a half. Uh, you know, gradual stages. A couple of people, a couple of cruise lines were a couple of months. Smaller cruise lines overseas came back. Royal Caribbean came back, but in the Asian market. And then we know the adventure of the seas uh, was the big return to cruising, the uh, appropriately celebrated return to cruising that we all loved so much. Uh, I don't have anything, guys. I did not um, have too much to prepare. I do have a couple of stories that we know about that we should talk about, and uh, the one one of them is this unfortunate unfortunately this uh, young lady or I don't know a, a woman fell off a cruise ship. Now I am not here to make light on these types of things, but you know uh, I did have it in my mind. I just I did have it in my mind. Uh, when this restart started and we're talking about trying to make things get back to normal, I said when people start falling off of cruise ships, we'll know that's a step towards getting back to normal. But that's not uh, – we, we can we can use the word too soon when we say something like that. And I say it partially in jest. Uh, you know, I do have the comics and the comedians type of mentality where, you know, you can – those things are not mutually exclusive. Like, you know, there's horrors of the world. Uh, terrible things happen and really some people just see no limits to what they can joke about and you know as long as they know that they don't mean harm in their heart and they are not wishing ill will and they're uh, trying to remain they, they want to be positive and supportive but some people's way of dealing with it with that is always going to be humor no matter what it is till the last breath some people are just going to make jokes and nothing's off limits and that's not what I'm saying I am. I'm not saying I'm not that. I do have kind of that stand-up uh, comic, comics mentality, I guess, in that, you know, if, if there's a joke out there to be made and it's funny no matter what it is, you know, as long as you don't really have, you know, malicious intent, you throw it out there. Spending too much time talking on talking about this, but, you know, I was I was just kind of thinking that. Like, you know, industry is not going to be back to normal since pe- till people start falling off the ships and going, you know, jumping off. Now, nobody knows what the situation is with this yet. All we know is that it was on a balcony. Uh, it was on the Carnival Miracle. Somebody fell. It does sound as though the information passed to, up to the bridge pretty quickly. Because you heard from multiple accounts, you just heard on the loudspeaker, men overboard, men overboard, men overboard. Now, that's pretty intense right there. You know, normally a lot of times they'll try to, I guess, be a little bit more subtle about it. Uh, Maybe a rescue effort will be going on, but maybe a good portion of the people on board the cruise ship may not know. In this case, two, three in the morning, it was just clear they were going all in. Men overboard, men overboard, men over. They said it multiple times, and some people got woken up by that. Now, uh, I heard that there was an immediately a uh, life a life preserver was thrown out to the suspected spot where somebody may have where the person may have uh, jumped, and then they put they kind of uh, I guess uh, sealed off a perimeter, an area where they thought she may have ended up. 
I can't stress this enough, guys. If you do jump off a cruise ship and you want to exit stage left, uh, if you do it at night, really, your chances of being found are so much more minuscule. You know, during the day, you got a shot. I don't recommend it. You know what I mean? I don't recommend it. I don't know at this point if this was someone who actually fell off the ship. You know, we say it over and over and over again, and we have proven to be right over and over and over again. People typically do not fall off cruise ships. Typically, there is a decision that's made. There is an action that is taken. There is a risk that is taken. There is, uh, uh, what would you say, uh, ignorance that transpires why people end up uh, in the water from the safe uh, confines of a cruise ship. And this is what it is. Now, this could it have happened. It could have happened. It just typically doesn't happen. That's all. That's all I could say. You know, I could say that there was a particular time like there was a night I told I've said this before. It's inappropriate. I shouldn't say it. I shouldn't really reiterate it too much. But there was a night when, you know, you meet people on cruise ships. There are drinks and, you know, uh, you get into certain activities with people on a balcony. And there was a night where I was like, oh, wow, that could have been bad. You know what I mean? You're jockeying for position. (laughs) You try to, you know, see, you know, see, see different things. There's no, there's no beds or couches out there. So you're trying to see what you could do to, you know, I, I, I guess, you know, connect the dots for lack of better terms. And, uh, yeah, there was a time when I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. As, 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 as inebriated as I was like this, we're going a little too far to, um, let's, 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 um, let's reposition (laughs) like, I mean, I could be talking about a a repositioning cruise, maybe. No, I'm just saying, like, you got to, all right, get down. Get down from there is what I said to say. Get down from there. Enough is enough. What are we we doing here? This is, uh, you know, we're going to apply the risk versus reward principle to this situation. So that's what happened. And, you know, that if that would have happened, that would have fell under the category of dumb, ignorant, dare I say moronic, okay? But I wouldn't say, uh, you know, oh, a random fell, a random fall. You know what I mean? Oh, you know, we hit a wave and I went down to tie my shoe. But, you know, we hit a little wave and boom, I found myself over the railing of the cruise ship. Ah, I fell off the cruise ship. That's not what that was. I don't know what this was. And all kidding aside, let's take a step back. Wish this woman, uh, wishing that she rests in peace because they called off the search. I guess it's not completely out of the question. Who knows? She could be, have rescued and on some, let's not, let's not even speculate on that. We know probably what the fate is. Unfortunately, she, they called off the rescue and, uh, she has not been recovered and inevitably we'll probably, you know, I don't know if we'll get any more news on this. I don't know if we'll ever find out what happened. Now, Carnival probably has video on this, and I wonder what's happening with that. There's probably some sort of video where we uh, can see what's happening. Now, Carnival, uh, it's interesting. You just never know. C- cruise lines will always forever get a bad rap for, uh, what would you say, uh, not always being transparent with information. And I guess as unethical or as uh, immoral as that probably seems, there is just a, um, 
What would you say? Disney had it. A lot of, most of the cruise lines have had that. They have to use what is in their legal rights to be able to sustain. Now, do they have to? I shouldn't say they have to. I say that is common practice where they will protect their rights. They will protect their assets. They will protect their, I guess, whatever you want. to. They'll protect their brand by using the law to only produce what is uh, directly asked for or what is directly mandated for. And I guess whatever jurisdiction we're talking about, and usually the jurisdiction is the country from where the cruise ship is flagged. And if I'm not mistaken, I'm going to guess Panama on the Carnival Miracle. Okay, so that's that's what it is. There's no real other really real thing to talk about is Carnival. Uh, do they have a video? If they do, are they cooperating? If they're not cooperating, are they going to be made to cooperate? And if they're not cooperating, should they morally be obligated to cooperate? I think they will. I think it has to go carnival. I guess this is different jurisdictions and things like that, but you know, uh, I don't know who they're beholden to. I'm guessing this, the, 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 the nation of Panama, uh, probably some maritime law. And I do know the FBI did board the ship to do a little bit of investigating. I don't ultimately know what they are going to be, uh, compelled or, or, or required to release as far as, uh, as far as evidence, but we will see. We will see. But again, yes, absolute, seriously, rest in peace to this woman. Uh, prayers and thoughts to her family that they're able to make it through this. And I don't know. How do you guys feel about that? How do you guys feel about the person, right? The person in general who's out there who goes on a cruise ship for the specific reason to kill themselves. How do you feel about that in your heart? What do you think about that? Now, this is uh, uh, most of you are probably saying, "What is wrong with you, Tommy?" That's we don't allow. We don't want that. We don't allow that. That is not something that we would ever permit or condone whatsoever. Now, I, I gotta. I, I want to talk about a guy by the name of uh, Super Mario, and he is from. Uh, you know, if you don't know who Super Mario is, he is a ultra ultra loyal Royal Caribbean cruiser. And there was a piece done on him by the New York Times. Now, I didn't like the piece because the piece came in and they probably sold it to him as, wow, you live on a cruise ship, huh? What an interesting thing. Let's follow you around. Let's do a little bit of piece on you. It'll be made for the, uh, I guess it's for online, New York Times online. Uh, Some producer did it. And what they did was they just put their own spin on it. They made him into this sad, sympathetic character who was basically faking his way through a happy life. He really wasn't happy, but he did. But, but you know, it's not for them to say that. Now, they can. They could say whatever they want. It's called freedom of the press. But what I will say and how this kind of pertains to what I'm talking about here is that he did. You can't deny what he did say and what his quotes were. And what he did say in that piece was, one day, if it comes to it, I'm gonna. It's gonna end with me taking a swan dive off this cruise ship, and that is him. Probably nowhere near uh, the place that he's gonna be in when he's gonna do something like that. 
but that's what he saw his future, or at least he said it. So at least whether he's going to do it or not, at least let's just say the thought popped in his head. So therefore that makes it a possibility. So this is Super Mario, the one of the faces of Royal Caribbean. Uh, yes, he's not affili- he's not officially affiliated with the cruise line, but he is celebrated. They do bring him out at some of the events. He does get kind of like his own little cabanas. There is like meet and greets that go on all the time. Hell, I have an interview with him. You can look into some of the back episodes and you can see me interviewing Super Mario. So in general, he's a jolly uh, ambassador of Royal Caribbean. But in this piece, it's a New York Times piece where he illicitly says, and when it's all over, and there's like sad music behind it, and when it's all over, and when that time comes, I'll just do a swan dive off the side of the ship. It was funny because Doug Parker, like we we, we were um, <laughs> we were talking about that, and you know, just kind of like having a little bit of a side conversation. We were both wondering, well, see, after, after that New York Times piece came out, do you think Royal Caribbean is uh, putting a little bit of an extra watchful eye on our buddy Mario? I don't know. Point is, what I'm trying to get at is, is it should we rob them of that? Should people who want to kill themselves be allowed to kill themselves? That's awful, right? That's an awful thing to say. I heard a social worker say that to me once. The social worker, their job is to uh, take people who are mentally unhealthy or are just like downright going through it and kind of give them hope and and walk them through this whole thing and kind of get them in uh, to take on a better positive uh, frame of mind. And she told me, she's like, listen, I uh, the only thing I say, if some people, they just have that life where nothing works out, they have nobody, they have nothing, they don't see any hope, and they are just in so much pain, and this world is just not for them. And she said to me, I get it. When they want to kill themselves, if they want to take themselves out and, and escape that pain, I don't have a problem with it. I just... Hope they morally, the only moral thing she had with that is that they don't affect anyone else. You know what I mean? Don't jump off a a, a building and land on some car and kill somebody else. Don't, uh, you know, hang yourself if you have four kids and and, 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 and traumatize your whole family. You know, be a little uh, subtle about it and be unselfish about it. But if you are like, you know, what's the, who's to say, you know? People say that there's, you know, when people are in so much pain, people were okay with, you know, that whole uh, assisted suicide situation. You may want to call it pulling the plug, whatever you want to call it. Now, that's physical pain that they're in. That's hopelessness, a physical hopelessness that they're in. Who are we to say that the mental side of that hopelessness is not just as torturous? You know what I mean? So I don't know. When you think about listening to what Super Mario said, if it ever came down to the fact that, you know, there was no other answer or it all came to an end, you know, maybe the answer is to just jump off the side of a cruise ship. And, you know, again, I know I know the knee jerk reaction is, no, we can't have people jumping off the sides of cruise ships. I just always like to look into that devil's advocate side of it. And I'm not saying it's okay. I'm not saying we should look the other way and let people jump off cruise ships. But if it does happen, you know, am I, uh, what am I, what am I thinking? What am I, am I holding that person morally responsible? Am I thinking, no, I like, who am I? You're just not in that position. 
You don't know what it is to feel that type of pain. This is a real positive, uplifting show, isn't it, guys? Huh? Right? Yeah. All right. Let me move on from that. So let's get into a couple of stories that's going on. Just some interesting stuff. This is, listen, we are, again, I got to repeat myself. Yeah, I do, because that's, Tommy, that's kind of what you do. Uh, but we don't on hardcore cruise news. We're not giving you the latest up to to the minute uh, verified content. But we do ver- we do peruse. I'm perusing right now, especially on a week like this. Well, yeah, we don't really have a whole lot in the stun when it comes to a content standpoint or a preparation standpoint. So well, let's just look over the news, see what's going on. I picked a couple of things that did interest me. Now, this might be a little obvious, but we're going to go through it anyway, because this is the official cruise industry news, I guess, information on what the top five most popular U.S. cruise, US cruise home ports are for literally this December. Okay. Yeah, you can get all sorts of information on uh, a sample size that's greater than that. But let's talk now. Let's talk the here and the now. Where are the most popular cruise ports right now? And I think that I don't think I should say I don't think anybody's going to be surprised at any of this. So one, two, three, four, five. If you had to guess your top five busiest slash most popular U.S. cruise home ports, where would you guess? Three, two, one, go. Giving you five seconds. All right, time's up. Number one, I think we all know, definitely not a surprise, and we're going with the Port of Miami. The Port of Miami has 24 ships um, and 55,542 berths, and uh, they are killing it as usual. But I think if you go back weeks, months, years, probably going to be the similar story. Second, yes, you'll probably guess that one too. Uh, Port Everglades, just up the road in Fort Lauderdale. 21 ships, 55,122 berths. And that's very, very close. So these two are neck and neck. Uh, Same amount of ships. Well, no, 24 ships for... uh, Miami, and then 21 ships for Port Everglades. Very close in that regard and very close on the berths. Number three, we're going a little bit further up the road. And yes, it is our, uh, you know, the Mickey Mouse, the home of the whack jobs, the T-shirts. If you're going to go if you're going to go in this cruise port, you're going to see a lot of people getting on the ship with various T-shirts that are all coordinated with other members of the group that they're traveling with. And that is Port Canaveral, Florida. Now, here's where it's a significant dip. Only 10 ships. And 36,690 berths. Port of LA, these West Coast gangsters over here. You got seven ships. Now, this one surprised me. I didn't expect LA to be fourth. That one threw me off a little bit. Maybe I should have. Whatever you, I don't know what you want me to tell you. Seven ships, 22,584 berths are currently in service in LA. You got the Carnival Ice Cube. The uh, Miracle, uh, the Carnival Easy E, the uh, Princess Dre, uh, the Grand Snoop Dogg, the uh, Too Short Bliss. What am I doing, guys? I'm sorry. We're being, we're being wacky. We're being wacky tonight. All right. Uh, and the final, number five, coming in at number five. What would you think? New York City, right? Cape Liberty? Port of New Orleans, maybe? Possibly? Charlotte? San Juan, Puerto Rico? Nope. Galveston, Texas. Six ships, 
19,750 births. Let's talk about these ports for a second and what, in my mind, do I find unique about them. Uh, Number one, Miami. Miami is the best port to sail out of. Let's just call it what it is for many reasons because it is just so international there. So many options of people, uh, so many options of ships that you can cruise on. So you're going to get a heavy, heavy dose, a heavy mixture of locals and tourists alike that are getting on these cruise ships. You know, we talk about people who are in Miami. If you live in Miami, you got to pick up cruising as a hobby, right? You're, you're a local, but at the same time, and you have all this beauty that Miami does have to offer, but there's just so many deals and so much last minute action that you could take advantage of if you're uh, sailing uh, out of Port Miami that you probably got to just become a cruise enthusiast. And that's why they do call it the cruising capital of the world. So you'll get, you know, the first time cruisers who flew in from wherever, you know what I mean? New York, Los Angeles, Chicago, they'll all go to Miami and they'll love the attractiveness of a Miami because of the fact that, you know, you can almost combine two vacations. I want to give a shout out to Matt and Thelma Rogers. Matt loves sailing out of Miami. And what is it also for a guy like Matt? It's tradition. He knows the Cuban restaurant he wants to go to. He knows this. He knows all the, all the routine. He knows the hotel he wants to stay at. He knows where he wants to be, uh, what time he's going to get picked up. He has a rhythm and a routine, and Miami offers a lot of that. Miami, so if you're doing a five- to eight-day cruise, there's nothing, there's, there's, there's no reason why there's so many great deals on like four- and five-day cruises out there, especially if you're willing to kind of book maybe last minute. There is no reason why you don't do a double up. You know what I mean? Do a three-day weekend in Miami and then take a five-day cruise. You got an eight-day full vacation, half cruise, half land-based. And that is why, that is one of the reasons, aside from the fact that Miami is just one of the uh, key and most uh, class class A, world-class cities in the United States of America, it's just big business. Big things happening down in Miami. And let's go up the block a little bit to Port Everglades. Now, you are not going to have the same automatic knee-jerk reaction to cruising as you do in Miami. Miami just is, if you're talking about population, while Fort Lauderdale is really, really up and coming. You know, Fort Lauderdale, you'll still get a lot of tourists. But I think what you'll get from Fort Lauderdale is more people who are going directly for the cruise. Now, from a tourist standpoint, you'll get a lot of kind of hybrids going to Miami, half cruise, half land. Now, does it not exist at all in Fort Lauderdale? I'm not going to say that, but I will say that you probably, when you're dealing with Fort Lauderdale, it's people that are just going in and they're more serious about the cruising. You know what I mean? You're also going to get some crossover. You'll get people that stay in Miami and cruise out of Fort Lauderdale. You'll get and vice versa. You'll get people that stay in Fort Lauderdale and cruise out of Miami. You're talking about less than 30 miles away. Okay. So it's an it's a manageable Uber ride, no matter how you look at it. So Port Everglades, for me, for my money, I will I will just continue to say it. Fort Lauderdale is the greatest city in the country. Okay. Uh I don't want to care. Let's take New York out of the equation. That's my home. Um 
No, I'll put New York in the equation. Fort Lauderdale is the greatest city in the country. There's just so much to do. It is a metropolis. There's beaches. There is gorgeous restaurants. It is known as the Venice of America because no matter where you go, you take a big old rock into your right hand, you wind up and you hurl it in any direction, you're likely to hit water. And I don't know, something about that just calms me down. Uh, you don't have, you know, you have a beautiful place to watch sailaways there. You don't have point park, point. What is it? How do you, what is it called? Point pier park. Like you do in Miami. Uh, you know, it's just Miami's a big deal. Miami's, you know, Miami's uh, box office. Miami's the lights are on, you know, Miami's the big leagues. Fort Lauderdale is close, but, you know, Fort Lauderdale is still not necessarily looked at as a major metropolis in this country while it is growing fast. And big shout out to Stu. You may remember Stu. He's been a guest on the show a couple of times. He's in our cruising crew. He's done multiple adventures with us. He is the CEO and founder of Riptism, and he just yesterday moved he joined the legion of New Yorkers who are moving to Florida, and that's what he did. He just got an apartment and moved into a place called, well, I don't have to tell you where he lives. I can tell you where he lives. He, I won't give you his room number. It's called Society in Fort Lauderdale. And this was a thing where Stu's been thinking about moving to Florida for a while. Now, about two, three months ago, he went down there on a trip. And just to kind of do a little bit of a recon. So he was staying in Jupiter, Florida. He didn't really have an idea of where he was going to live. Now, these other people that we've cruised with before, you know, he stayed with them up in Jupiter, Florida. So you have that whole corridor, which is northwest Palm Beach, Jupiter area, to uh, all the way down to Miami. So he didn't know. He, he you know, he's got friends up in West Palm. He's got... Uh, People that he knows in Miami, you know, there's a lot of different, uh, you know, varying factors as to where he was going to end up. But he spent a week down there, maybe three days. He ended up driving around, looking at different places, and he liked everything he saw. He loved everything that he saw about Florida, about, you know, the, the amenities, the weather, the palm trees, the beaches. He's just a beach guy. He's a fitness guy. It's right up his alley. Stu and Florida are a perfect match. Uh, especially politically, if you know what I mean. Uh, so <laughs> it is what it is. So he, um, he, in his search, he didn't plan on this happening, but it was like meeting a wife, meeting a girl that you're going to just know you're going to spend the rest. It was love at first sight. When he pulled up at this place called Society, look it up online. I mean, it's out of control. The amenities, the views, the building, what's downstairs. It's like my question to him is, of course, now, you know, I'm a cruiser, so it wouldn't apply to me. But he's more of a land-based or all-inclusive guy. After looking at the pictures of this place called Society, this uh, residence, this rental, luxury rental building called Society, I'm trying to wonder where are you going to go on vacation? Where would you ever go on vacation that's going to be better than this? Out of control. But Fort Lauderdale is a great city. Congratulations to Stu for moving there. And yeah, you know what? Who knows? Who knows how far behind I'll be? We don't know. All right, Port Canaveral. You got um, 10 ships. Uh, that's what's going on there. We talk about Port Canaveral a lot. Now, you, do you, you don't have the same, uh, let's say, 
um, I guess, attractiveness from a sail away standpoint in Port Canaveral. You do not have a lot of things to do if you want to get there three or four days before. Now, there is an exception to that. Obviously, it's the happiest place in the world if you want to go to Disney. But we're talking about an hour and a half away, at least an hour, hour and a half away. So it's not like it's a hop, skip and a jump. It's not like you can kind of like, you know, stay in the cruise port district and go out to beautiful restaurants the night before. You can, but it's definitely a little bit more, more of a country vibe. Uh, bars and restaurants are fewer and far between. You're not going to get a lot of fine dining. And then, yes, like I said, when you do board that ship, there is, uh, you know, this is, there's a Midwestern element to that. Nothing wrong with that whatsoever. But you just have to understand it's a lot more families. It's a lot more, um, you know, uh, what would you say? It's, 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 it's people who are really looking to have a good time but they're really kind of cruising with the people that they came with and like i said you could tell by those t-shirts t-shirts for days uh oh they're getting more creative year after year cruise after cruise of what they're designing on these t-shirts and the witty captions and the pictures and this and that so there's tons of t-shirts on the uh you know that you'll see when you're going to board a cruise ship out of port canaveral L.A., I got nothing. The last two, I got nothing. Los Angeles and Galveston, Texas. The only thing I could say is that Los Angeles is basically at a Long Beach. The only thing I know about Long Beach is Snoop Dogg and Cameron Diaz were classmates there in the same high school. I think Cameron Diaz said she used to buy a little weed off of Snoop Dogg. Uh, and here we are. You got the uh, Carnival Panorama, the Carnival Miracle, the princess, the majestic princess, the grand princess, the Norwegian bliss, the navigator of the seas is out there now. So you got to give it to Los Angeles because, you know, that's probably a, a cool cruise port to, to sail out of. It's just it's hard for L.A. It's hard for the West Coast. They're just like the little engine that could. You know, how many freaking times are you going to go to Ensenada? You know, Puerto Vallada is really, really cool from what you hear. Cabo San Lucas can be cool as well. Uh, it can be a little dicey, but can be cool as well. And and that that's your cruise right there. You know, that's it. Catalina, I don't know. Uh, it it sounds it's it sounds like it's definitely something I want to do eventually. I want to do a West Coast sailing, but you know, you realize why the Caribbean is the Caribbean because there's just so many options. If you're sailing out of L.A., you're just going in one line, back and forth, and Sonata. Puerto Vallada, and uh, and 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 what's the other one? And um, Cabo San Lucas, and what's the other one? Matzablan, Matzalan, Matzalan, Matzalan. Is that what it is? Yeah. If you get a little lower, you can get into that Panama Canal area, that Panama area, that Central America vibe, that West Coast of this Central America situation. But it's tough. It's tough. Your, your choices are limited out there, and that's why. You know what I mean? You see so many people from the West Coast. You'll find them sailing out of South Florida, but you won't find a whole lot of people sailing from South Florida uh, making it to the West Coast just to take cruises. It does happen, but not so much. But speaking of that, we got to give a shout-out to most of the cruise community are on the Carnival Radiance right now. The Carnival Radiance is uh was just christened uh got a story here carnival cruise line has christened its newest ship carnival radiance 
in a naming ceremony in Long Beach, California on December 12th. According to a press release, the ceremony featured the ship's godmother. And this is genius by Carnival. Okay, Carnival, you got to give it. Now, they recently hired, not recently, but they created the honorary position of CFO, Chief Fun Officer, and they gave that to Shaquille O'Neal. And a big shout out to Shaquille O'Neal because that that boy is raking in the dough. He's doing he's doing the right thing. He's got so many businesses, so many interests. He's got his basketball money. This huge partnership with Carnival. I mean, a lot of times what these uh, spokespeople do is they sign up. They find out what they are contractually obligated to do, what duties they have to perform, what appearances they have to make, and they do no more or no less than what's expected of them. Yes, they put on a good show while they're there. They do their thing. They're a big smiling face, Guy Fieri, Legacy, the whole bit. But then you have Shaq. Shaq is probably the most famous out of all of them. So what are you going to get from Shaq? I know Shaq from basketball. He does like his leisure time. He is not the most. He never. Shaq was never accused of outworking anybody on the basketball court. Now, why would he? The guy's seven foot three, three hundred and sixty pounds. You know, if you're that big, you know. Let the other people work, right? You don't have to do too much because you're just so gifted athletically and from a size standpoint that there's not much you have to do. But that was already that was always known. You know, Phil Jackson Jackson would famously say that as great as Shaq was, as hard as he fought in the game, and as reliable and as dominant he was, he was not the best practice player. He was not the hardest worker uh during practice and things like that. So what am I saying? The point is is that Shaq was probably going to take that same mentality to his duties as chief fun officer on Carnival. Yeah, he cuts a good commercial. He cuts a good soundbite, all that stuff. But as a business owner, what you want is for that uh, new partnership, uh, that new, if it's a staff member, if you're going to talk CFO, that sounds like an employee, that new employee, whatever you want to call it, you want to get the most out of them. You want to get bang for your buck, right? Now, if you tell Shaquille O'Neal he's going to do the naming ceremony and he's going to be the godfather of a particular cruise ship, does Shaquille O'Neal even get out of bed for that? Maybe he does. I don't know, right? It's Shaq. He's been in so many big moments with so many thousands of people. He's not going to go crazy and be all honored because you got him cutting ribbons at a, on, a, on a cruise ship or you gave him a chicken joint on a cruise ship. Maybe he does because it does make sense financially for him from a business standpoint. But if you want to lock it in, if you want to make sure that Shaquille O'Neal is going to appreciate what's going on here and he's going to... You know, let's say if there's any left to give, any hometown discount where he'll, you know, go above and beyond the duties that's asked of him. For me, Carnival geniusly put themselves in a position to get exactly that from him by not making him the godfather of the cruise ship, by reaching out to his mother, Lucille O'Neill, and very shrewdly inviting her to be the official godmother of the Carnival Radius. Now that's going to get Shaq excited. He's he's You're talking about mom now. He gets to call her up and say, Hey mom, guess what? Carnival Cruise Line. You know I signed a deal with them, right? 
you know, every cruise ship has a godmother. They cut the ribbon. It becomes an official uh, christening ceremony. They want you to do it. And that's a nice call that he gets to make. So if you're going to do that, I got to give Carnival some credit. That probably gets them some street cred with, uh, with, with Big Shaq, right? I don't know. But anyway... Uh, Carnival Radiance features all of Carnival's fan favorites and more. And we are so excited to finally welcome her to the West Coast and our, uh, to our fleet, says Christine Duffy, president of Carnival Cruise Line. This article is from Cruise Industry News, by the way. And having Shaq's mom, Lucille, an accomplished speaker who donates her time and talent to a wide range of charitable organizations as the ship's godmother has made it even more sh- special. Duffy presented Lucille with a $25,000 donation to the Odessa Chambliss Quality of Life Fund that honors the accomplishment of Lucille's mother, who worked in the medical field as a nurse. I mean, this is good stuff. This is, this is, you're happy. Everybody here, everybody's happy. You know what I mean? And I'm not trying to look through ulterior motives or kind of like, you know, accuse Carnival of kind of being, I guess, a little calculated and crafty with this move. Maybe they're not. If they're not, kudos to them, but it's a smooth move. Our Norwegian Cruise Line announced today that it had become the first cruise line to seasonally home port in Panama City. Panama City, not Panama City Beach. I got all excited when I saw this article at first. I was like, wow, Panama City Beach, the Redneck Riviera, they're getting a cruise ship. But that's not the case. It's Panama City, the real Panama, offering a round-trip Panama Canal voyage beginning March 20th, 2022. Now, still, it's still historic. No cruise line, no major cruise line, that's for sure, has sailed from Panama. And I've heard so much good things about that city, uh, Panama City. It's going to be the Norwegian Jewel according to a press release. Now, Norwegian Cruise Line Holdings has signed a multi-year agreement with the Panama Tourism Authority, which allows the company to seasonally home port at the Cologne Cruise Terminal, as well as the Fuerte Amador Cruise Terminal, located on the Pacific side of the country and adjacent to Panama City. So that's the old thing, guys. On my bucket list since 2016, 2015 has always been a Panama City uh, or Panama uh, Canal transit for me. I was booked. I did a show on it. I was all excited about it. I just I canceled it because a couple of reasons. It is an arm and a leg when you're talking about expensive because there are a higher level of ports uh port charges and taxes to it as well as the fact that it was such a long cruise now i'm probably eventually going to get into a partial transit but after doing my research and looking it up i really wanted to do that full transit i wanted to go all the way through the locks i wanted to be able to get to now i didn't want to stop in cologne or uh you know any of those other places i wanted to get to panama city i wanted to get out get off the ship in panama city there's a beautiful causeway there it's a very uh you know it's a very uh, it's a, a very cosmopolitan city for central america it's one of the best cities in central america if not the best and i was really really excited to do that and you know to find a cruise ship that was going to stop there. They would all seem to stop in uh, in Cologne, in, in those types of places, and, and they weren't stopping 
What's the one in Costa Rica? Cologne and uh, there's another one. But they, they, you know, they, they typically leave Miami. Typically, they spend a, they spend a, a, some time in uh, Colombia, Cartagena, and then they go through and then they come back out. You know, I wanted to go all the way through. That would probably mean for the most cases, you would have to end up doing a one-way cruise and end up in either San Diego or, or, or Long Beach. But that wasn't in the horizon for me. It wasn't in the cards for me. I also, you guys know when I like to cruise, I like to... I like to have a, a. I like to put myself in a position to have the funnest cruise possible. Meaning, what kind of crowd will there be? And if you're doing a 12-day Panama Canal cruise, you're, you're probably looking at you know a very very, uh, let's call it a mild-mannered bunch that are going to be on that ship. So that's what it is. But I do want to say congratulations to uh, Panama City. I'm sorry, yeah, Panama City in Panama because they have their own cruise port. To me, that's big news. Guys, that is going to, you know what? Let's do one email. I think we do have one email, and that is from the always hysterical Juan Valdez. Uh, Juan is a longtime listener of the show, always shows up. He was a one-time super cone, by the way. If you guys are interested, I do have a Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash booked. At this point, why would you sign up for that? Mostly supporting this show and the efforts that I put in to kind of bring you guys a consistent show every week. And yes, it is going to happen. I do have to talk to you guys about something else, and that does have to do with this regarding the Patreon and regarding the frequency of Patreons and the overall brand of Always Be Booked as a whole. Uh, but let's do this email first. Hello, Cones and Tommy. Friends, I am going bananas for all these new episodes, and I like to think that I speak for all the plain cones in the Ultra Lounge. Super cones. Guys are all right. Committed folk. Good people. Generous AF. But us plain cones? I'd call us the backbone. We are the motivation to keep the dream alive. Without the plain cones, would any of this even exist? So, Tommy, we say thank you. Thank you for giving us the chuckles when you hint at moving back to Florida. You really had us going on that one. You thank you for describing the new the nor no, I'm sorry the Norwegian ship. I feel like I can smell the burn coming off some kid's butt as he goes down the dry slide. <laughs> There is a dry slide. Thank you for getting back to your workmanlike efficiency. Yes, with the with the with the suitcase under the bed. You are producing podcasts like you unpack at the start of the cruise. That is all. Juan from Sacramento. Juan coming with a lot of tongue and cheekisms, uh, a lot of um, you know sarcasm, a lot of wit, a lot of charm as he always does. And yes. Uh, Juan is always, when Juan emails, I see an email from Juan, I kind of perk up a little bit and get excited because he's going to, he's going to come at you a little bit. You know what I mean? He's going to make you think he's going to keep you busy. He's going to put you on your toes. And yes, he's a hundred percent right. When we talk about plain cones, I don't even call you guys plain cones. I call you guys cones. There's nothing plain about you people. You guys are the backbone. This would not exist without you. You are 100% right on all the time. But I still say P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com. I repeat P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash always be booked. For just $5, you will be getting extra shows at a time to be determined. And you will be supporting the effort on this cruise podcast. And uh, 
it's just appreciated. And getting back to what 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 what, what Juan just said, I mean, what do you think, Juan? Do you think? I mean, do you let's let's put let's let's really analyze this. Do you think that's just a tease? Do you think I'm not moving back to Florida at some point? Does anybody really, if you look at my track record, do you think I'm not moving back to Florida? I mean, aren't we talking about just a matter of when? That's that's gonna happen. I got a gypsy soul to blame and I was born for leaving. You know what I mean? I'm back and forth. I'm back and forth. And just as sure as I'll probably end up in Florida again, I'll probably end up back here again after that. What are we going to do? Sometimes you just got to accept that fate. Accept who you are and you're a traveler. You were born. You, The road. You're on the road. That's what it is. Now, I got something else here. There's something I'm working on. I don't know if the whole thing's going to happen. I don't know if a portion of it's going to happen. Or maybe, I guess you could say none of it's going to happen. There's a possibility that none of it's going to happen. But I'm going to put it out there and let you know what it exactly is. Now, what I have lined up is, and uh, I'm going to tell you, I'm booked. Now, the fact that I'm booked, does that mean that it 100% happens? Not necessarily because, you know, I'm not heavily committed. Uh, I found a situation where I can be at sea from February 5th till February 26th. And then again, from February 26th, I just looked up this one. Is it still here? So let's let's just put that into the mix. That is, uh, let's look up here. It is the twenty sixth to the third. Okay, so let's let's amend that. It's the 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 February fifth to March third. Okay, so what do <laughs> I'm trying to find this itinerary here? Let's look at it. I think I can manage this cruise here because I I booked this. Now I'm not booked on this last one. This February 26th to March 3rd. I'm not officially booked. This is a five dayer that is going to cost $693. I think I do get drinks with that. I'd have to check into that. But let's talk about the other ones first. Why that one loads? So if this does happen, we're gonna see, and this will be historic. I will leave out of Fort uh, Port Canaveral on the 5th. And that would be on the majestic Carnival Mardi Gras. And I'd be back in Port Canaveral on the 12th. Now the 12th, I have to find my way from Port Canaveral to Fort Lauderdale on that same day to board the celebrity apex now first of all the the well let's just say the the Mardi Gras cruise is a 7 day cruise that goes to Cozumel, Costa Maya and Honduras you know sort of pedestrian sort of good it'll be enjoyable now the next one is celebrity apex that leaves Fort Lauderdale on the 12th and like I said I got to make that commute that will be uh angst ridden but I'll do it and that one is going to San Juan St. Thomas 
and St. Kitts. Now we're talking. Now we're into the Saints and the Sands. And that's where the fun starts to happen. That's where the drinking's good. The eating's good. The party happens. And uh, we're doing that. And that's going to be with Chris. And then I got an offer for a free cruise with Royal Caribbean. Obviously, it's never free. You have to pay for port charges and taxes. And end up being, you know, for one person, $157. So the first cruise... The Carnival one, $357, okay? That's what it is, $357. The second cruise is basically free. I think me and Chris split like $350, so it was like $175. So we're talking about, let's let's get the calculator out now. So for these three cruises to be able to do this, and I'm talking, I'm talking, I'm not talking sticker prices now. I'm talking all in, $357. On the uh, the Mardi Gras, the next one, let's call it 150, because me and Chris split that because that's a UR comped deal. And then I got our free cruise, quote unquote free, on the Allure of the Seas, out of Fort Lauderdale on the 19th. That's going to stop at Puerto Plata, St. Thomas, and St. Martin, and that's going to bring me back to Fort Lauderdale on the 26th. Okay, so that one was I believe it ended up being like $137 because it was free, so it's just port charges and taxes. So that right there, that's $644 all in with taxes and port charges, not gratuity, not booze. So I can't say that. But $644 to be at sea from the 5th of February to the 26th of February. Is that out of control? And we're not talking about the freaking Norwegian sky here. We're talking about the, I mean, three of the most beautiful ships in the world. End of story. One just from sheer majesty, which is the Allure, an old classic. But two of the newest and most uh, technologically advanced and nicest ships in the, the Mardi Gras and the Apex. Now, here's the wild card cruise leaving Miami. So I got to get from Fort Lauderdale to Miami if I want to do this one on the 26th. And this one is going to be, uh, let's see, five days. Okay, so this is a five-dayer. Oh, wait a minute. That's back up to Port Canaveral? Oh, that's out. That can't happen. Oh no 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 no! This is they're showing me. No, I'm sorry. They're showing me. They're showing me the wrong one. They're showing me the seven day. This is the five day. This is out of Miami. Now I want to see this itinerary. Show me this itinerary. Now it's Miami on the 26th, Ocho Rios, Jamaica, and drum roll. Austin Maxwell, Marty, Matt Rogers, Beatrix, all you apologists, Grand Cayman. Five days on the Carnival Sunrise. Now we're talking, now we're talking real carnival. We're talking old school, old world carnival on the sunrise. 2.0, uh, very basic ship. This five day cruise out of Miami. This thing should thump, okay? Going to Jamaica and Grand Cayman. This cruise should be a party. It's not the fancy horizon or the Mardi Gras or the Vista or the Panorama. It's not any of that stuff. This is 
an old school refurbished ship. This is the poop cruise. We're going to party like it's the poop cruise. So they, you know, we know that this was the uh, cruise ship that they turned into the Carnival Sunrise. And it is what it is. So now it's it's five days, Jamaica, Grand Cayman. But the problem is, is that this shit, this cruise is going to cost me like 600 Let me see if I do pay now, which I'm not going to do right now. I just put it basically on a 693 So that doubles my... For this bullshit five-day cruise, I double. It's still a great deal, though. That's the problem. It's still a great deal. So... It double it doubles the cost of my vacation. So plus, and I'm gonna call this a vacation because it's you're basically talking about a month at sea. Six ninety three, that means thirteen thirty seven for a full month and two days on a cruise ship. Let me know what you guys think. Should I do it? And then yes, one that goes back into your thing. Now I still there's still discussions that have to be had whether or not this is gonna happen. We gotta figure out if this is feasible. From it's not a money thing right now, it's definitely a time thing. And yes, there is a chance we might be talking oranges. We might be talking oranges at the very, very beginning of next year. And I'll leave it at that. Little cliffhanger. We'll see where it goes from there. Don't forget Facebook, always be booked cruise and travel lounge. Check me out on YouTube, guys. By the way, I want to thank you guys so much. So so many of you have been doing so good on the Instagram and been hooking me, hooking me up with the likes. I'm seeing the difference already. Huge, huge appreciation and shout shouts out to the loyal cones who went on the Always Be Booked Instagram and flooded me with some likes because you know who you are and it really, really helped out and it really, really shows your dedication. It is another example of something that keeps this whole train moving. Also, Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash always be booked. We're going to get back to the stories, too. And when I talk about that Florida thing, if I talk about oranges, you're talking about getting a big dose of the always be booked brand. And we're talking about Patreons. We're talking about bringing back live shows. We're talking about all that stuff. And it could be a reality very, very soon. How the hell else am I going to be at sea for a month? Right? Boat drinks cones. There's a place where the boat leaves from. It takes away all of your big problems. You could worry, you could drop them in the blue ocean. But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from. Take one part sand, one part sea, and one part shade of a nine on tree. And the drinks set cold and the reggae is hot. And I know this is the place for me. Get away to where the boat leaves from. It takes away. I love your big problems You could worry, you could drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves you Jimmy Perfectly good island somewhere Where well, a ride the boats and don't grab your coat You won't need it where we are going Get away to where the boat leaves from It takes away all of your big problems You can worry, you can drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from Pick me up Pick me up Pick me up Put me down, down in the sand where it's cool Put me down, 
And when I fall on my stool, put me down I'll just leave there till morning comes round Sunshine ten ladies and pina coladas And Bob Marley songs that I'm playing There's a song in my ear that I want you to hear Soft tropical lips that are singing Get away to where the boat leads from It takes away all of your big problems You got worries, you can drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leads from So get away to where the boat leads from It takes away all of your big problems You got worries, you can drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the So get away to where the boat leads from It takes away all of your big problems You got worries, you can drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leads from